So markets were expecting the Fed to reduce rates in the first half of the new year or later in the year perhaps. And has anything changed now with the FOMC minutes out this morning? Governor Bailey has told the UK Parliament that markets are getting ahead of themselves and the RBA minutes were also a little more hawkish than many had expected. So are we seeing a change in sentiment? Of course it is all pretty incremental and let's be honest, it's a quiet week and everyone in America is just worried about what time they've got to pick the turkey up. It's Wednesday, the 22nd of November, 2023. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the US dollar has edged up this morning, up 0.2%, leaving the euro down a quarter percent, the pound up a quarter percent. The Aussie is flat at 65.5 US cents, and equity markets have switched direction, a 0.6% fall in the Nasdaq, down 0.2% for the S&P, and the Dow at close falls in Europe as well. The Eurostox 50 closed down a quarter percent, down 0.2% for the FTSE 100. And bond yields, well, down, down one basis point for 10-year treasuries, uh, five basis points lower for 10-year bonds in in Germany. In fact, Europe down five or six basis points in uh, most countries, or many countries anyway. Just two lower, though, for the UK uh, for 10-year gilts. And Aussie 10 years fell six basis points yesterday to 4.44%. They've hardly moved on futures since then. And oil was lower for much of the session, but it made some late gains. In fact, WTI is just in the green. Brent is up a quarter percent now, uh, over 82.50. So it is Taylor Nugent on the call this morning from NAB in Melbourne, who has quickly glanced through the FOMC minutes, which are dust out. Uh, Taylor, I haven't had a chance to look at it yet, but the summation I'm seeing from sort of others who have is that they reflect little appetite for, for dropping rates. What, what have you seen? Yeah, I think, you know, given we've, we've heard from, from Fed officials after, after the, um, the November meeting already, there was unlikely to be too many, too many surprises here. And I think, you know, that's, that's what we saw. Interestingly, um, all officials agreed it was, um, that the Fed was in a position to proceed carefully, um, at the moment. And so, you know, suggesting that there isn't, isn't that kind of firm tightening bias that, that dot, um, that implied an additional hike, uh, this year from that was in the September, um, projections. Is a is a historical artifact at this point. Reading reading these minutes again, not a not a huge surprise given given that's kind of largely been overtaken by events. But interestingly, that it was it was unanimous that it, all officials were agreeing to proceed carefully. Um, but they would be and they would be watching whether sufficient progress has been made in in bringing inf- inflation down. Um, of course, you know still that hawkish um element is is there that um that many officials thought that um the risk on inflation was still skewed to the upside and so you know there is still a lot that the data has to do um but we know that since this um this meeting we got the the november uh, sorry the october cpi data as well which was kind of you know suggestive that inflation was coming up and probably tracking a little bit slower than the the fomc's recent near-term projections as well so um you know all of that feeding into that too um Fed did say that um, all officials agreed it was appropriate to keep uh, rates restrictive for some time until inflation is moving down sustainably. So, so not much scope for cuts in in the near term. I think the other thing that's interesting there as well in the context of this rally that we've seen in in yields over over recent weeks is that the, they did talk about. Uh, a persistent tightening in, in financial conditions potentially having implications for, for rates. And so, you know, there is one thing there that markets have, have moved in a, a different direction to that, that recently. And so there was some acknowledgement in the, in the minutes as well that, you know, 
higher rates would would be able to do a little bit of the Fed's work for them if they if they remained restrictive and and that offset has has that you know we're we're in a different position now than than we were um, in the context of, of these minutes. Yeah, absolutely. But that more hawkish element that you talked about. I mean, the RBA was there as well. That was one of the takeouts from the minutes yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, with Michelle Bullock. I mean, she's worried about wages. Uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. Certainly, the the substance of the minutes, the discussion of the the forecast revisions, which we we already knew about. Um, coming out of the, the November meeting and the November SOMP, uh, suggested, you know, that, that some further tightening would be required. It's, it's interesting though, you know, when you look at the actual messaging, it, it didn't, it wasn't quite as firm as, as you could, you could kind of readily read from the picture they painted about inflation and, and the outlook. Certainly that, that final paragraph, it re- retains that weather qualifier that suggests that the, that tightening bias may have been watered down a little bit. So continuing to say that weather further tightening is required will depend on the how the data alters the alters the outlook. And so, you know, there's still an open question there, despite uh these higher forecasts that we've seen. Um, you know, does the RBA need to be surprised again um in order to move? Um is is you know the risk there, and probably a bit of a counter to that that broader hawkish read. So the idea of a uh, of a March hike, which you know sort of now has been saying is is still on the books, is that still on the books? Is it getting more traction with investors, or are we getting are we going cold on that idea now? Uh, yeah, so that's that's certainly still still our expectation. When you when you look at market pricing, there is still the the risk of a hike um, price there. Not too much of a a move in reaction to the minutes we hear from uh, the RBA's Bullock again speaking tonight, which is probably more of an opportunity to to expand on that. There's about four basis points priced by by February at the at the moment. Um, but yeah, as you say, that that is still still our call. And really it's based on um based on the the RBA's own own forecasts and the and the resilience that we've seen in in the data. So when we look at a couple of comments from from the minutes, they do kind of support that you know some further tightening is probably necessary on on these numbers. They make the point that the current forecasts that that show a slower path for inflation than they previously expected were conditioned on one or two more increases in the cash rate. So you know the RBA has delivered one of those. Um, there's still still most of another hike underlying these these new forecasts. Um, they also noted that. Um, you know, they're a little bit concerned about inflation expectations still. They noted that even a modest further increase in, in inflation expectations would make it significantly more challenging and costly to return inflation to target. That was based on some, some, um, internal staff research. Um, and they also kind of talk about, uh, the risk of not achieving the board's inflation target by the end of 2025, having increased, um, going during the considerations of those November meetings. And so, you know, given all of that, we think that, you know, the case for, for another hike is, is still there. Um, there is still, you know, a little bit of that disconnect between that, that kind of slightly softer tightening bias compared to, you know, that case that we, we see as fairly evident in the way they're, um, thinking about the outlook. And so, you know, I think we'll be looking closely at Bullock when she speaks tonight to see, you know, how we can reconcile yeah. those things. Well, she's got the head talk tonight is a monetary policy fit for the future, which is kind of reassuring, isn't it? Rather than having one that's focused on the past. Seems a little tautological. But anyway, uh, look, the falls we've been seeing in shares uh, around the world, particularly in the United States, big tech, 
seems to be leading that fall. So 1.5% off NVIDIA, 2% off Amazon, 1.2% off Microsoft, uh, 0.6% off Apple. So what's going on here, do you think? Is I mean, is some of this, because of course we've got this whole, the, the mutiny, the staff mutiny happening at uh, OpenAI because they've sacked their CEO and co- co-founder Sam Altman and also the the, co- the other co-founder, uh, Brockman, has been uh, turfed off the board. I mean, this is like the, it's sort of like the exciting, irrational activity we saw in the days before the dot-com bomb i just wonder if everyone's getting a bit worried that the same thing's happening again and perhaps expectations from uh, from ai are starting to take a you know a bit of a readjustment uh or, or is it sort of like a more broader picture just you know softening of the economy and all that sort of stuff uh yeah look i think certainly the you know what's happening at open ai and, and microsoft are, are getting getting attention um but you know if you look at the i don't i don't think the kind of reaction that that we're seeing we need to we need to read too much into it we've got the the nasdaq tracking down around around 0.6% at the moment after a, after a pretty good run in um in uh, recently. And so, you know, I don't think we need to kind of read too much into this, this price action. We know that we've got a holiday coming up in, in the US as well. And so, you know, in the absence of any kind of clear catalyst in the, in the data to kind of shift the economic outlook, I think, you know, there's, there's just a bit of a, a small pullback after that rally so far. So my specialty today is uh, overreacting to fairly minor market moves. So let's carry on in that vein. So the euro, uh, was down, whereas the pound's up. Uh, so the, I mean, how much of that is down to what's happening in Germany, so the uh, they've got a spending freeze, a court-imposed spending freeze from the uh, from the German government on any extra spending. Uh, this is made by the Constitutional Court, while the Finance Ministry is looking into what has happened. Sixty billion dollars uh, misappropriated might be a bit of a strong word, but money that was uh, that was intended for another purpose has been used for something else. So uh, is that? But anyway, I mean, it's still big news. Is that why the euro is down? Whilst you know we're seeing the pound on the up today. Um, I think you know when you look at the you know the the timing of the the move in the the euro, it doesn't it doesn't kind of align perfectly with that. But um, yeah, I think you know as as you say that that kind of fiscal picture in in Germany. Uh, has has become more uncertain. Um, we have um, had kind of Lagarde speaking as as well, and she did mention the kind of clarity on on the fiscal outlook, not just in just in Europe, but kind of Europe wide as they they think about um, the kind of European framework for for fiscal policy going forward is important for them when they're they're thinking about monetary policy as well. And so this this uncertainty um, certainly isn't isn't helpful from from that perspective um, as well. Um, and you know, as as you say, the euro is a is a underperformer. It's um you know the weakest currency against the um the US dollar on, uh, among G10 currencies, but you know only down around 03 percent. So you know not partic- not a particularly large move there. Um, and we also had some comments from uh, Lagarde and Schnabel as as well, which you know not not doing too much to kind of push back against the the shift in focus that investors have towards kind of the the timing and extent of cuts from from the ECB, um, but still kind of making that point that not out of the woods yet. So emphasizing um, the concerns about the um, about the persistence of inflation, noting that you know stubbornly strong. Uh, services price in inflation as well. Um, and um, Schnabel saying that we'll need a couple of years to get inflation to that, um, back to that 2% target and that overall inflation is likely to accelerate again to do with some of these energy, energy base effects rotating through. And so, you know, not necessarily new news there, but kind of a word of caution, um, on the, 
on the on the persistence of inflation. Yeah, well, that's exactly the same message on the persistence of inflation coming from Andy ba- Andrew Bailey, the Bank of England governor as well. He was in front of the Treasury Select Committee in the, the UK on Tuesday. Uh, so the market is pricing, what, 0.7% of cuts next year. But he was telling MPs that investors are putting far too much weight on the recent data that's been showing a sharp fall in headline inflation. He says it's going to be more persistent from then on, and the market is underestimating it. So um, another warning there. And yet on the other side, it's uh, yin and yang, or pinky and perky, or B1 on B2, take your pick with you, because on the other side, the government is actually uh, likely, they've got their autumn statement tomorrow, and uh, they're likely to cut personal taxes. So uh, that'll increase spending. So he's probably not too happy about that. But anyway, uh, that's the UK. Uh, Oil, a bit of a move down. Down. I guess there could be a few factors there. One of them, of course, is OPEC Plus meeting at the weekend, and the question is whether cuts are going to come deeper. Although you would have thought if that was the case, that would you know would see a rise in oil prices, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think coming up off the back of that rally we saw in oil prices yesterday, which did seem to be you know investors looking towards uh, the the potential for uh, for some some response from OPEC Plus when they when they meet on Sunday. You know, just you know, fairly fairly small falls in in oil, holding onto a lot of that rally, and maybe just a bit of a, a tempering of, of those expectations seems to be where the where some of the some of the commentary has has landed for for oil prices there. Um, and I think also, you know, we did have some some optimistic headlines about the the possibility of a um, a short ceasefire in Israel Gaza as well, and so that kind of geopolitical overlay potentially um, providing. Um, some some offset there as well. Yeah, and the, but there's also the question about whether Iran is uh, uh, sort of providing short range uh, ballistic missiles to Russia to fire into Ukraine as well. I mean, there's sanctions against Iran, but they're not working that well. So the question is, will the US try and tighten them as well? So geopolitics and oil, uh, well, that's always going to be the case, isn't it? So what about inflation and Canada? Uh, marginally better than expected, year on year down from 3.8% to 3.1%. You know, of course, we've been there before and we got down to 2.8% in June, then bounced back up again. Uh, and month on month in September, we actually saw deflation, So, but but not this time. So where is Canada heading? Uh, yeah, I think, I think you know, broadly as expected is the way that I would kind of characterize those um, Canadian CPI data, inflation slowing to, to 3.1% from, from 38 the trim mean and the the core measures and the and the median as well are both coming in around expectations. Um, the the median one one tenth below expectations. I think there, you know, what we can see is kind of continued progress. Similar similar themes elsewhere. Some concern about about persistence in um, in the backdrop there. But you know those those core numbers are coming down. And uh, in three month annualized terms, the um, Bank of Canada has been looking at an average of those two core measures. Um, and they, that slowed to 3% from 3.7% in three month annualized terms. So, you know, there is progress there. And so I think, you know, as, as markets have, have been pricing and kind of continue to price, you know, nothing there to suggest that the, the Bank of Canada needs to, needs to come off the sidelines. And it's, um, you know, probably at this stage more about, you know, how long do they need to maintain this, this restrictive stance and how quickly do they see progress? And so, you know, nothing to change. Markets have been well priced for, for no move from the, mm. the Bank of Canada on, on the 6th of December and nothing to change that here. So would it be, I suspect it would, to, to overinterpret data by saying that existing home sales, which are down in the United States, they were actually 4.1% drop. That's over 100,000 homes less sold. 
sold than expected. So you could say, is that a sign of a softening uh, US economy? It's really just the fact that, you know, it costs so much for a mortgage uh, and uh, no one wants to buy a new house right now, but they're buying new houses instead, as we talked about yesterday. Uh, So perhaps not uh, open to too much interpretation. Maybe we'll get more from what is largely second tier data, but perhaps still important, the weekly jobless claims for the US and the University of Michigan, the consumer sentiment read, and the inflation expectations, both of those happening tonight. Yeah, and I think, you know, you say you say second tier, probably a little bit more interest in those than usual. We do get them a day early because of Thanksgiving on, on Thursday, but we saw uh, initial claims pick up to, to 231K from 218K last week. So, you know, is that the start of a of a trend or will we get a little bit of a, a correction expectations there for, for 227? Um, and the, the final University of Michigan consumer sentiment read, worth a look there at the five to 10 year inflation expectation that that jumped up in the preliminary to, to 3.2 as well. So, you know, potential for some, some downward revision there as well. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, we'll see what all that brings. Uh, good to talk. Taylor, catch you next time. Thanks, Phil. And that's it. That's the morning call from NAB. I'm Phil Dobby, back again tomorrow. I'll see you then.